Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes, and I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, America, to the Wendy Bell Radio Program, your source for common sense conservatism, three hours a day. Great to have you part of the family. You know, I was reading some, uh, some information regarding this United Auto Workers strike. And it's, it's truly remarkable to me, the lack of coverage, the lack of interest in what is going on with rank and file workers who I don't think there's any question have been hosed for years by these big three automakers, right? And now stepping forward and saying, look, uh, you guys have had record breaking profits. How about you share and give us just a basically decent, respectable base pay so we have a standard of living it's as though this is outrageous as though these men and women who show up for work every single day and do the same job every day again and again and again and again right and if they didn't do their job to the degree to which they do we're driving down the road and something flies off our car how valuable are these people how long have they been the doormats of these businesses that make billions and billions of dollars. Look, I'm all about capitalism. I love watching people create an idea and have it blow up and have it be something that's absolutely outstanding. But what is is ingrained in these companies and their, their leadership that is predicated on screwing the people who make it work and enriching themselves. Oh my gosh, it's almost like there's a parallel with our government. What? You and I are the ones, the suckers, who pay the outrageous taxes that cover the ridiculous projects that are part of the bribery pay-to-play schemes that our elected representatives get into so that they get rich and we don't. Isn't it all so cozy? Unless you're the one getting screwed. And we all are. So I've been paying attention to this strike. We've got 41 days 
right? You have people standing up and pushing back and saying, I'm done. I want to have a pension. I want to have a future. I should have skin in the game. I want to work for a company that values what I do, that rewards me for terms of service and years of service. But all I get is treated like a nobody. And nothing gets better. Screw you. And now with these changing, we're going to go all electric. I mean, honest to God. Do you think anybody who's working on the assembly line, which is not as as expansive in a electric vehicle capacity as it is for the ones, the cars that, that we drive commonly that rely on gas. Do you think those people are like, this is a great change. I'm super excited about this electric thing. We're going to have fewer jobs, more automation, more jobs shipped to China. That sounds like a win, win, win for me. No, of course not. So last night, woo, we've gotten a deal. What a big deal. Congratulations. You know, got the story on Breitbart, but you know who they don't talk to? How about the workers? Here's your headline. UAW, UAW strikes deal with Ford, securing robust wage hikes for auto workers. Boy, this sounds lovely. But what have we learned over these last several years? Even in conservative circles, what's really happening behind the headline? So here's the story. United Auto Workers has announced a tentative agreement with Ford Motor Company to end its strike, securing massive wage hikes for auto workers and a right to strike whenever the automaker closes a plan. Now, massive is relative. If you've been underpaid for years and years and years, is a massive wage increase to get you somewhere near where you ought to be and should have been years ago, is that really a big deal? Or is that just the pendulum coming back and saying, hey... We can only be beaten for so long. Well, let's see. Late Wednesday evening, UAW officials Sean Fain and Chuck Browning, I don't know why Chuck Browning is part of this now, whatever, announced the agreement, which will see auto workers return to their jobs at Ford while the deal makes its way through the ratification process. According to the UAW Ford agreement, auto workers will see more in base wage increases than they have seen in the last 22 years at the auto company, which one should stop and say, where the hell have you been for the last 22 years, Ford? That's right. Not being fair. You know, it's this crazy thing that happens. And I only have a handful of quote-unquote employees in my own realm as a small business owner. I find that the better you compensate somebody and the more skin in the game you give them with incentives for growth, benchmarks, financial rewards and success. It's amazing how those people don't just work for you. They become part of the fabric of your business. They have a vested interest. They feel valued they are appreciated it's this crazy thing isn't it what starting wages will be raised raised by 68 percent to more than 28 dollars an hour you guys were making less than 14 dollars an hour up until now that's the real story how shameful how absolutely embarrassing for ford don't expect a ticker tape parade because you've now just brought up 
the base pay to something where people can actually feed their families? Right? This is like the story of the American farmer, the family farmer who who operates by losing on average $2,500 a year and needing to get a second job to actually pay for their expenses. Wow. So, so that's the story. They're going to get wages raised 68% to start at more than $28 an hour, right? The lowest paid workers will have their wages raised by more than 150% over the terms of the four-year agreement, which sounds awesome until you realize that doubling your pay when you're making peanuts is just peanut butter, right? So let's hear what the, what the others say. How about the breaking news from the United Auto Workers themselves? Did any of these reporters go talk to the, the rank and file? Hi. Hi, Mary. And not Barra, but Mary, the line worker at the Kentucky, Kentucky truck plant, right? How is this going to impact you? Maybe we should find out. Apparently, they're not all that delighted by it. Apparently, there's not a whole lot of language about pensions. Apparently, there are not a lot of specifics about 401ks. Where's my skin in the game? Is Ford going to match me? Do they really care about what I'm doing? How about my medical benefits? Are, is my family able to do things? Do I have to take a vacation day if my daughter is sick at school and I need to go get her? What are all the specifics? So they're back at work today. I don't know if it's a good deal or not. Breitbart wants to tell me it is. That makes me a little suspicious. Isn't that a shame that that's how I, how I feel? We won things nobody thought was possible, Fain said in a statement. Since the strike began, Ford put 50% more on the table than when we walked out. This agreement sets up a new path to make things right at Ford, at the big three, and across the auto industry. Together, we're turning the tide for the working class in this country. Um, the profit for Ford in the fiscal year that recently ended over this summer? Their profit? $25.5 billion. $25.5 billion. So for them to come up and put 50% more on the table when the table sucked to begin with, I guess it's a start, but is it a win? I don't know. According to a guy who emails me kind of regularly, he says, I don't speak for anyone else. I, don't, I do think that those with a brain or intentions of a career here feel like the screenshot I sent you. It was a rank and file screenshot of this isn't a good deal. Don't forget the union leadership supports Democrats. Amen. They count the votes. Apparently, nothing real was done about pensions for those already employed. They're offering $250 a year for those who've retired. I don't get a pension. I've been here 11 years. I have a small public servant pension. I've got two years left, Max, in me. I hate bullies, he says. Feels like this isn't the great deal that we're being told it is. Now, who's going to dig into that? I bet you nobody. Your media long ago stopped actually enterprising, stopped actually looking into real stories and digging down. 
all you're going to hear is woo! The strike is over. Thank goodness we've got stewardesses, flight attendants, I beg your pardon. That was so 80s of me. At least an American ready to drop their own bomb on us just in time for the holidays. Pay attention to what's below the headlines, my friends. All right, when we come back, let's talk about this. New York's Attorney General Letitia James. How is this woman worth $15 million? Huh. Do you think George Soros has anything to do with that? We'll go there next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Man, this Letitia James. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for these Democrats. I feel bad for these activists, for these people, these progressivists who have been cultivated. They were indoctrinated in school. They were plucked like like Barack Obama was selected at Columbia to be groomed, to be great of the part of this great destruction of America. You know, the farcical nature of everything they do, the deviance. It's got a way on your soul. I would think that it just has to gnaw at you. And when you look in the mirror and you know that you've been enriched because you suck, it must be complicated. There's got to be that inner struggle. I would think that there would be. I wonder if Letitia James has it, right? So I I saw this tweet. Actually, Brock sent it to me yesterday, and this was the tweet. And it says, meet Letitia James, currently AG of New York, whose primary focus is getting Donald Trump. Get Donald Trump. If you've seen any of her sound, she's just triggered. She is a, a, a hateful, vengeful, focused on one thing. And her whole career, right, has been on the destruction of this one man. It must be so disappointing. I wonder. And now she's gotten rich off of it, which is truly fascinating. She claims Donald Trump uses his status to overvalue his properties and secure better loan terms. Interesting. Trump came out of court yesterday and he was like, look at my look at all of the stuff that we've posted about the value of of the Trump franchise, the Trump name of our businesses, of what we do around the world. All of the disclaimers. This is what we say that we're worth. Go do your due diligence. Don't do business with us. Don't give us loans until you feel that we are as valued as we say we are, right? And he's got all these disclaimers on all of his paperwork, and he comes out and he says that. Letitia James, of course, the predicate of of what she says, is that Trump has been defrauding people. He's been sneaking the system, cheating the system, getting preferential loans by pretending that his name, his brand, his properties, his everything is far more valuable than it is. Well, whatever. Then there's this. She claims Donald Trump uses his status to overvalue his properties and secure better loan terms. In 2010, her alleged net worth was $100,000. From 2013 to 2018, she served as the New York City public advocate whose job was to protect uh, citizens and advocate for them. While doing that job, right... Somehow, her net worth went from that paltry 100000 in comparison all the way up to $5 million. What? That's a heck of a boom. Since becoming AG, her net worth is now estimated to be around $15 million. How does she do it? Well, that's the most ironic part of all of this. She apparently owns a ton of property, and many have even complained that she was able to get those properties way under fair market value. Wait a minute. 
You, you, wait, 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 whoa. You're telling me that her net worth is based on getting special deals when she's telling, telling us that Donald Trump did the same thing? Isn't the, the 180 degree rule such a wonderful thing? Whenever a Democrat, Marxist, communist, social, progressive, nonsense person points a finger at Donald Trump, just turn it right, right back on them, Right? She owns a ton of property. Many have even complained that she was able to get those properties way under a fair market value. She says this was because she has such a keen eye and a deep understanding of real estate. Got it. In what world does the media ignore an elected official who owns a ton of property that she got at amazing deals investigating the leading presidential candidate? Well, you know exactly what world that is. So net worth, 15 million. Annual income, about 4 million. She makes that. Her salary is 165,000, of course. But this is how Joe Biden has been able to have multiple homes. This is how he and his family, his crime family syndicate, have been able to be, what, gallivanters all around the world? They get to stay at billionaires' homes and do all these things. Uh, stock portfolio worth $2.6 million. And by the way, who funded her ascension through the ranks of law in D.C.? In New York, excuse me. Who did that? Ah, George Soros. So interesting, isn't it? But stop talking about that. Don't you worry about Letitia James' $15 million net worth. You should be focusing on Donald Trump. He's scamming people right now. <laughs> right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, which is why, and it's going to lead us very nicely into this next segment. 40 different confidential human sources embedded in the FBI, who for the past 15 years have been taking notes on the crime family syndicate. And nobody's talking about it. Ah, we are next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a big story to get to, but Brock just dropped something on me. Right before we come into the commercial break, Brock says men are stupid. What? What are you talking about? What? Well, I mean, in context here, you were saying that we were talking about uh, teachers and some women going after young men. And I said, men are stupid. A nice smile, a, boy, you're special, a nice meal. And, and we'll, That's how easy yeah, it is? Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty simple creatures. Well, and the, the, the predicate of this conversation, I'm just going to drop it real fast. I got a headline here that the Scholastic Book Fair, remember the Scholastic Books Book Fair? I love the book fair. Right? Who doesn't love the book fair? It's a blast for students to learn how to, to be excited about reading, whether it was sci-fi or it was, you know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid or Captain Underpants or whatever it was. I worked the book fair for years. But apparently Scholastic Books needs to be on my 86 list. They're going to be dropping at their traveling book fairs for elementary schools. Man, can't a five-year-old just read about Clifford the Big Red Dog? Does he have to read about oral sex? Well, that's what's being pushed. That's what's going to be dropped in categories, gender and, uh, and whatever, right? Progressive suckery, literally and figuratively. 
That's what they're going to be pushing at your book fair. Pay attention, folks. If your kids are going to have that book fair coming up soon, you might want to go work it. Just see what's going on. Check out the headlines. Can you might just, want to go work it to see who's working it. Right? Can we just, can we leave the kids alone for heaven's sakes? No. Everything is upside down for a reason. This is a headline that gets people going, and it should. It's not surprising anymore. And the challenge is to, to be educated without becoming numb to how much the system sucks. It's all based on bribery. It's all money. Here's your, here's your uh, headline. This is from the New York Post, and it's just gross. Everybody's covering it, but this is a pretty good, um, I think a pretty good estimation of what's going on here. Here's your headline. Dozens of FBI sources gave criminal information on Biden's that the DOJ tried to discredit as foreign disinformation. And this is coming from Chuck Grassley. All right. More than 40 confidential sources provided criminal information related to the Biden family to the FBI, which the Justice Department tried to discredit on, quote, for it as foreign disinformation. This is according to Republican Senator Chuck Grassley. I mean, let's just think about that for a while. Seriously, it's becoming so clear that every time the left points fingers specifically at Trump, specifically at anybody they want to demonize with the moniker MAGA, which I celebrate wholly, right? If you turn their allegations back on them, my 180 degree rule, you're going to find what they're doing. Donald Trump is a Russian asset. Donald Trump was working with a, with a Russian bank or with the Alpha Bank. He was trying to do this and that. No, actually, this is exactly what's been going on as they, as a claim to smokescreen away from all of the evidence surrounding the Biden crime family. These confidential human sources, managed by several different FBI field offices, supplied the Bureau with details of potential crimes by Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Joe Biden, dating back to his time as vice president, according to a letter obtained by the New York Post that was sent by the Iowa Republican, Grassley, to FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland Tuesday. Now, we know that those two guys suck. They're part of the machinations of suck. They've been part of this whole swamp thing for a long time. But this is what it says. Quote, this letter is based on years of investigation, including the provision of information, records, and allegations from multiple Justice Department whistleblowers that indicate there is and has been an effort among certain Justice Department and FBI officials to improperly delay and stop full and complete investigative activity into the Biden family. It's not like this is deniable. If you've listened to any of these whistleblowers testify before these committees, these House committees, you've heard them say the same thing over and over. We know that there are 17 different audio recordings, several of which allegedly have Joe Biden dealing with bribes in Ukraine and in China. And where else? Where is the hot and heavy hand to expose those? Where are they? Well, they've got Chris Ray and Merrick Garland running interference, right? An essential question that must be answered, Grassley continues, is this. Did the FBI investigate the information or shut it down? 
Indeed, if those sources were improperly shut down, it would not be out of the ordinary for the FBI. Got to blow it up. Got to blow it up. Got to start from scratch. Everybody gets asked to leave. You're all fired. We'll have a rehiring process in just a minute. As it is now, all of you top-level people, you are not going to be invited back, and you're going to be investigated. Based on the information provided to my office over a period of years by multiple credible whistleblowers, Grassley continued, there appears to be an effort within the Justice Department and the FBI to shut down investigative activity related to the Biden family. Such decisions point to significant political bias. I love how we dance around it. I'd love to just say, we know you're a scumbag. Pack your bags, get the hell out. Chris Ray, Merrick Garland, you're a dirtbag too. Pack up, you're going to be investigated in due time. Bye, bye. Right? We have United Auto Workers getting screwed And we have government officials getting rich, getting away with literal felonies, treason. Bribery is a treasonous offense. Yes, he should be impeached. The senator notes whistleblower allegations dating or claiming that the Bureau received information about first son Hunter Biden's criminal financial and related activity in 2020 but ultimately shut it down based on false assertions that it was subject to foreign disinformation. Oh, the laptop was, that's a, that's a Russian disinformation plan, said 51 former Intel officials. Dirtbags, too. The disinformation assessment was created by FBI supervisory intelligence analyst Brian Otten. This is what Grassley says, who explains that the report was used by an FBI HQ team to improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation and cause investigative activity to cease. Well, we know that, right? Sit on this information. We've got an election coming up. Put out this letter. Smokescreen the world. Tell news operations this is nothing. Do not touch it, right? They even called in freaking Zuckerbucks and said, hey, just so you know, there's something going on out there. Make sure it doesn't make the rounds on your Facebook empire. And that he did. Grassley also cited whistleblower claims that FBI special agent in charge Tim Tebow, the uh, bureau's point man on the Hunter Biden business partner, Tony Bobolinsky allegations, ordered that another 2020 probe into the first son's alleged criminal financial and rate related activity be closed after pressure from an FBI HQ and FBI Baltimore element. The thing that gets me is the allegations that there are as many as what, 40, 40 FBI confidential human sources who for the better part of 15 years have known all along what the Biden crime family has been up to. So my question is, who is bribing who? Is the Department of Justice bribing Joe Biden? Is Joe Biden bribing foreign governments? Do foreign governments own Joe Biden? Or does George Soros own everybody? Right? It's kind of hard to know. So many moving parts. The only thing you and I know, of course, is that we pay the bill. We have corrupt people in charge who clearly suck. How about these confidential human sources? 40 of them. Well, let's read about this. This is what Grassley also wrote. All right. This letter is based on years of investigation 
including the provision of information records and allegations from multiple Justice Department whistleblowers that there is and has been an effort among the Justice Department and FBI to improperly delay and stop full and complete investigative activity into the Biden family. Why would that be? Credible whistleblowers. Catherine Herridge, CBS. God, I love her. She tweets this out yesterday. Chuck Grassley's letter to Director Ray and A.G. Garland quotes, I've been made aware that at one point in time, the FBI maintained over 40 confidential human sources that provided criminal information relating to Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. Where are those people? Who are they? What did they do? Why don't we know about it? He pointed out Grassley did many other questionable decisions by the DOJ, all of which tilted the scales of justice in Joe Biden's favor. Anyone who's been paying attention since Merrick Garland took over justice has to be horrified by the way he's politicized and weaponized the department to the point where it would be now right at home in a third world dictatorship, SWAT teams to the homes of anti-abortion activists raiding the residence of a former president, ignoring the mountains of evidence pouring out daily that the president and his son engaged in corrupt business practices and used the power of his office to enrich themselves. Now, what's going to be the Gates grenade here? Because that's what it's going to take. They've done all of these hearings. They've heard from the whistleblowers. The whistleblowers have testified on the record. They've testified about being retaliated against. They've, they've testified about losing their jobs or having their offices moved to the basement by the parking garage, sending a clear message to other would-be whistleblowers. You might not want to do that. It's a culture of bullying, of bribery, of pay-to-play schemes, and at the central, central part of it, always, is Joe Biden. Now, we heard earlier that this is why Mike Johnson believes impeachment completely on the table. We're not going to impeach Joe Biden. They're not going to get rid of Joe Biden. But the thread needs to be pulled more vigorously. So the tapestry of the years of suck and how many complicit figures at the highest echelons of our government are a part of this. It has to happen. 40, my friends, 40 confidential human sources. But you're told January 6th. Nope, that wasn't an inside job. Nope, that was an insurrection. Right. See now what Donald Trump is up against every single day. They're running for their lives. And they are so scared of you and us talking about it. It's not even funny. All right, quick time out. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, let's talk about this. Donald Trump fined $10,000 yesterday. Isn't that interesting? Joe Biden gets the pass. Donald Trump has to take out his checkbook. What did he do? Ridiculous. Next. $10,000. Trump fined $10,000. Man, the guy who is his judge in this case is, uh, he looks like um, 
Wow, he looks like a mad scientist. Judge Engeron puts Trump on the witness stand, finds him $10,000 for violating his gag order, and then warns, don't do it again or it'll be worse. Really? I don't see how anyone paying attention can't see what's going on. It's every single day. But it's not just the former president. It's regular, everyday people finding themselves in the crosshairs of a justice system that we can't trust anymore. Far-left Judge Angeron put Trump on the witness stand after he blasted the former president and accused him of violating the gag order with his remarks to the press. He also fined him $10,000. So on the one hand, we have a, a guy who's running for president who they're specifically bogging down. There are a million pages of documents that the prosecutors in this civil case alleging that Donald Trump overvalued his basic empire in order to qualify for preferential loans, right? You've got a guy running for president who's basically been, he's got duct tape on his mouth. You're not allowed to talk to anybody about what's going on. Meanwhile, the prosecutor in the case, Jack Smith, is allowed to leak bogus information to ABC, which ABC gleefully runs as fake news. Creating the illusion that former Trump, what, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, accepted some kind of a plea deal and is willing to testify. All of these people taking plea deals, right? They're, they're, they have to be willing to testify against Donald Trump in order to be able to proceed with their lives without being labeled some kind of an insurrectionist or terrorist, if you will. And so Jack Smith is given complete open door policy. You go tell whomever you want, whatever you want. Let the media pick up the story. Let them do the wrap up smear, right? Because our purpose is to smear the reputation of Donald Trump and create the illusion that he's a dirtbag, that he's this rich guy, this fat cat who doesn't care about anybody else. He just wants to enrich himself, right? They don't care if he's ever found guilty. The verdict isn't, isn't the point. In fact, they want to drag this out with four simultaneous cases, all hitting it about the same time. So he is literally broken to his he's taken to his financial knees and he's unable to go and campaign. That's the case. MAGA is the number one thing they hate. He is the leader of it. They will stop at nothing to take him out. So the judge puts him on the witness stand, finds him ten thousand dollars. This is after Letitia James, as you well know, who's self-enriched to $15 million net worth, is trying to nail Donald Trump with a $250 million damage pot when there's no victim in this fraud case. And she's also seeking to ban him and his sons from operating any businesses in New York. <laughs> this is this is Trump derangement syndrome with a with a serious mental capacity to it. There's a mental side, a therapy side that is necessary Trump spoke briefly with the press during the mid-morning break a couple days ago, criticizing Michael Cohen as a discredited witness and calling Arthur Engeron a partisan judge. He's a felon, convicted felon for lying, went to jail for lying. And this is their only witness, Trump said to the reporters. When you think about it, it's pretty amazing. He defended his net worth 
and his empire's assets, saying, quote, the financial statements that we use were very conservative. In addition to that, we have a disclaimer, which is go out and do your own due diligence. Don't necessarily believe what you read. In fact, don't believe what you read. Here are our financial records. You can look at them. You can do whatever you want with them, but don't do anything in terms of considering them without analysis or due diligence. And Trump said this, our country has become a laughing stock all over the world. That is correct. So he says, I stated last time, this is the judge. I stated last time that any future violations, Trump speaking at all, would be severely punished. Why should there not be severe sanctions for this blatant, dangerous disobeying of a court order? Muzzle the person that you've wrongly accused when there's no victim in the case because all you want is to gum up the works for Donald Trump and prevent him from being effective on the campaign trail. He put Trump on the witness stand, as I said, fined him $10,000 and alleged that if Donald Trump opens his mouth again, it's going to be worse. Now, how, how, how does this make any sense to you guys? It doesn't. It's not supposed to. This is the fodder that CNN and MSNBC and Politico and Axios, who, by the way, are never fact-checked by all the people who jump on any conservative commentary about anything. They get to say what they want to say with immunity. Go ahead. There's nobody who's living in Realville who believes that what's going on in this country is fair. But what's happening is more and more people are rising up. More and more people are striking like the UAW, more and more people are awakening and saying this craziness has got to stop. I'm gonna take charge. There's something I have to do to get involved in this. And that is what they're doing. That is what scares these people more than anything. Now, wait a minute though, because waking up is hard to do. I found something that's very interesting. You've got this liberal, secular Jewish population that traditionally votes staunchly Democrat. They have aligned themselves with traditionally progressive causes, Black Lives Matter, anything dealing with the climate, right? They align with people like Barack Obama. They align with Joe Biden. All of a sudden, they're figuring out that the people they thought were their allies are the ones who want them dead. Seriously, very interesting information. I've got to drop this on you and damning information from Hawaii. You're not going to get anywhere else. On deck, right here at the Wendy Bell Radio Network. <laughs> 